y'all. My name is Tyler Maiden, and I'm an artist living in New Orleans. And I'm Michelle Eves, a writer living in Roanoke, Virginia. And this is Gallery Girl Radio, a podcast brought to you by creatives for creatives. It's a platform developed to give those with a purpose and a voice a place to do so. So be sure to like and subscribe for more creative content. Hey there. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, how are you? I'm very good. I'm nice and relaxed. I'm just really calm right now. Yeah, it sounds like you're in a a good headspace right now. I'm literally laying in my bed (laughs) 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 under a blanket and I just feel so refreshed. That's so soothing. I'm so happy for you. I like I like this late night recording thing. We might have yeah. to do this more often. Catch you after a bubble bath. You're a whole new person. Okay. <laughs> I love. I um my bathroom's actually getting redone right now. So I have a I have a construction zone for a bathroom. But I'm actually really excited because it's going to be like a nice nice water pressure some adult looking tile i i get to pretend i'm grown i'm excited can't wait to see you when i come visit again oh yeah you have to come visit you're gonna be back in september aren't you i am you you're i feel like you should do something like maybe we could like pressure wash your mural that's downtown oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) it's so dirty it's funny because like I love it. It's so cute. But then people will send me like Snapchats of it when they're out in downtown Roanoke. And I'm like, it looks disgusting. Like, <laughs> because it's across the street from the Texas Tavern in McAdoo's, I'm sure it's seen, um, it's seen better days. But uh... <laughs> I actually, I've seen it a few times since you left town and I have not sent you pictures because it is so like, I'm like, this is sad. We need the people, the people have failed. We need to do better by you. Um, but anyways, how are you? How are things in NOLA? How is art? How is restocking this? Isn't that this week? This is like this. Yes, I restock on the 17th. And it has been, as you know, (laughs) it's been a little stressful. I think today was the first day I really had like, like I still had work to do. So I still worked, but I was able to like actually take some me time and like relax because I think I just get really anxious when it comes to things like this, because I want like everything to be perfect and everything to go as right as it can go. So sometimes I I try to pre- prepare for things that like I don't really need to be worried about or prepared for. But my mind is like, okay, but what if it happens though? Like you still gotta have a plan. So I've been like trying to make sure that I plan everything as much as I possibly can so that when restock day does come it can be smooth and as relaxing as possible but I know that's probably not gonna happen either way (laughs) well I mean I think the best thing you can do in situations like that is do what you're doing which is just kind of prepare for the worst possible scenario but that being said we are literally living through a pandemic so I think you're about as prepared as you possibly could be (laughs) um 
the world is yeah empty. between that and um donald trump deciding to fucking kill the usps yeah. <laughs> so, postal service so i'm real i'm actually like really worried about that not even being funny like i sent something to canada um, oh, international! At, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I sent something to Canada. I shipped it myself, like it, it was um, like a gift to give to somebody, and I shipped it to Canada like July twentieth, and it's still not there, and it hasn't been scanned again since August fourth, and like I, it's not like. And how it gives updates on the USPS website, it doesn't say like your package is in this facility or whatever it'll literally says uh your package has made it to a facility doesn't say where doesn't say when what time it got there none of that so it's not like i can call and check up on it so you know i'm kind of worried about stuff like that happening um but i guess we'll just see i know a lot of other business owners kind of feel the same way and it just really doesn't make sense to me like how anybody can justify like underfunding the post office like it just really does not make sense to me i have not done any research myself but i automatically assumed it was more of a business donald trump move than a presidential donald trump move like i figured fingers in the pie of amazon somehow or something but that's just me being a little conspiracy nut and not doing any actual research yet just because i i'm i'm frankly exhausted i just i know to be angry and that's pretty much it you know (laughs) so yeah, but yeah. I was wondering how that was going to uh, affect you. I guess you just kind of answer that. Do you have any long, like, is it, what are your other options? I don't ship things. I just get things. So, so like, okay, so I have to explain this first. So, like, when you get something and it says free shipping, like, the shipping is not free. Mm-hmm. Somebody is paying for it. Either the person that's selling it to you just included the shipping cost, cost into the price they told you, mm-hmm. or you know they're just eating that cost as a business or i i now just straight up charge shipping i tried to do the free shipping thing for a while which is really hard to like keep up with right so like somebody is paying for the shipping at the end of the day using usps is always going to be the cheaper option and even if you do like fedex or DHL or any of those other places, it's going to be 10 times more expensive. And even then they still will hand off like your package to USPS to like finish your, the job. Like, let's say um, you tried to ship something to California with USPS. They might fly your um, package to Los Angeles, but USPS or the UPS will hand your package off to the United States Postal Service and they will finish off the job. So even though you're paying UPS, the United States Postal Service is still delivering your package. So I don't really understand that. And I know some people say like, oh, with the pandemic, like, you know, they're having trouble staying open. And that also doesn't make sense to me because there's a lot more people sending things. Yeah, small businesses are yeah even just sending it through amazon like Mm -hmm. people there's a lot more people ordering stuff online so that means there's an influx of packages which means there is an influx of revenue to the post office so why wouldn't they be hiring more people and getting more equipment and getting more money from the government so they can run when people depend on 
the post office to get like medicine and all this other stuff like i it just and we're gonna have to vote by mail most likely hopefully that happens so it's just really like he's trying to sabotage everything before november so that it's like people have to jump through all these hoops just to vote in november yeah we got our notices actually in the mail today about um the registration for may like you know absentee ballots or whatever they're called i'm so illiterate right now because like my brain is not functioning but we got this today and immediately i was like i don't even know i mean like i want it to be able to be able to like you know vote from home and not have to risk Mm -hmm. going and standing in a line and getting exposed by all these people but my concern is what everyone else's is is that those votes will not be accurately counted perfect example george bush did not win the election but they counted it twice and like the second like he like there's so many i just i don't know i don't feel like trump even won the first time around you know i feel like it's exactly rigged like it's just and this time i don't think he has the support of russian technology the way that he did before as far as like the ballot boxes Mm -hmm. go depending on what theory you fall under um So now he's having to get crafty at home and this is his version of a DIY rigged election is to just kind of come for the postal service. Um, Our, our true boys in blue, shout out to you. Um, (laughs) And like, I I think he's just, I don't know, monopolizing the system for sure. Yeah. And uh, I just really hate that man so much. Like, uh, (laughs) like, cause I get the argument people are trying to make is that since the, since the postal service is underfunded and it's you know it's not perfect it's not a perfect system of course it's not but since it's not perfect they're saying that we should privatize it which is the exact opposite of what we should be doing like mail is gonna cost so much more to ship like i like shipping a package by itself is already complicated but adding on all this extra stuff is going on it's just it's just a lot (laughs) yeah it is a lot and it's it well that's the point is it's a lot and it's a lot of confusion and it's a lot of um chaos i can't imagine the mental health of someone who because technically if you work for the usp like if you work for the u.s postal service i can never say the acronym me either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to think about it. I always do. I'm like, oh, I'm glitching. Um, but if you work for them, you're technically an agent of the government. Like, you are a federal agent. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't know that until, like, the last year or so. But, so say you spent your whole life, like, building your life around this. And um, you fuck up and become a Republican somewhere along the way. And then all <laughs> of a sudden, your party is shutting down the the organization you devoted your life to. right and like so like i the identity crisis of some middle-aged or older white man right now must be fucking spiraling because that's just i i couldn't imagine i could not imagine i couldn't imagine yeah it's just like the backbone because it's literally a law i'm pretty sure don't quote me i'm not a history person pretty sure it's written in like the constitution not the constitution (laughs) it's written somewhere because it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> never mind definitely not the constitution <laughs> i thought about it i was like probably not but probably it's literally not. a law that the um that the u.s postal service has to reach every single address in america yeah, yeah that's true yeah like even if it's super rural like i live it- at a longitude latitude address and we have <laughs> access to i shit you not man <laughs> it was like yeah 
it was I can say it now because I don't live there and it's an abandoned funeral home it's it was like 772 east 900 north and then it was like the town I lived in I I still got mail I mean it came in a weird looking jeep but it happened yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah one of those little like instead of the white truck it's literally just somebody's every day yeah (laughs) and it was like refurbished so that they could it would come out of the 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 proper side I was like this is London town out here I I don't know anyways I just I don't I don't understand how he's getting away with it but I don't understand how he gets away with a lot of stuff I do think it'll be interesting to see not to sound narcissistic how our generation will return to sender you know i don't i i don't feel like it's gonna fly so many small businesses and larger businesses count on them i Mm -hmm. just can't fathom how he's going to make that go away and like i'm uncomfortable because i really don't know how i feel about the upcoming election i don't know how if i think he will win because of the rigging and of the bigotry that runs deep in our country or if I just feel like enough people don't feel safe with Biden I don't know what's gonna happen I mean nobody really does but I I truly have no opinion on it anymore like I'm just kind of like either way we're kind of not looking too hot however yeah it's like do you want to be shot in the face or do you want to get shot in the foot literally Which, like which one are Trump, you with? Trump is Trump is like close range shot in the fucking head. Yeah. And Biden is oh, I'm gonna shoot you in like your Achilles tendon. Biden is that guy <laughs> who's like, oh, like this is a, this is a holdup. You can go though. You can go free. And then you're running away, and he shoots you in the back of the leg, so you have to like hobble your way out of it. Like he. Yeah. <sighs> and okay, I just I, I just want to say I just hope that anybody doesn't feel like. Not voting is not an option. No, it's not. Like, you can complain, you can express your frustration, but not voting is just not an option. And neither so... is writing Kanye's name. Don't you dare <laughs> write in Kanye West. I will. Oh my God, please don't. I will find you like Liam Neeson before he was openly racist, <laughs> and I will beat, I will beat you down. And I'm sure it's going to be simple. The people that would write in Kanye's name are the people that would take a picture of it and put it on their Snapchat. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. of course they will, because they don't care about the federal law. You know, you're not supposed to do that. It's fine. Exactly. I'll call cops. I'll Karen you because you're making Karens more powerful when you do that. So I will just utilize. Ugh. Anyways, um, how do you feel about an AKA running for vice president? Um. Because she she's got such yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm not um, you know, like some of my other sorors are literally bouncing off the walls, running to grab pink and green Biden and Harris shirts, you know, just oh. and that if you feel that way, I'm I'm happy that you can find some joy in these times. But um as for me, um I kinda it like I'm really neutral on the subject because I don't agree with a lot of the things that Kamala Harris stands for um and I mean just because we're in the same sorority I'm not gonna blindly support everything that she is doing so I mean does that mean I'm not gonna vote for Biden and Harris no that definitely doesn't mean that I'm still probably gonna vote I'm probably I'm 100% still gonna vote Democrat but like I'm also not gonna put a bumper sticker on my car you know what I'm saying like I'm not really super excited about it if we get a first African American vice president and it happens to be Kamala Harris okay I just feel like there's other people that that 
title could have gone to. Like, I'm not, I'm not excited about it. Okay, I'm um, gonna vote, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna be campaigning. You know, like, I felt pandered to. Did you feel pandered? Yes, to? that's the word I was looking for. Yes, it felt like he was like, all right, now you know I love women, and you know <laughs> I love the blacks. Now here, here's a here's a black info. woman. Here you go. <laughs> And she's got she's got some sisters out here, and like what? Yeah, and it's like, oh, if I don't vote for her, am I racist? Yeah, like, that's that's how some that's how some liberals are gonna feel. Some uh, white liberals definitely are gonna like, have that inner monologue. <laughs> you know who I think is going to surprise us over the next decade, and I'm kind of scared of him, but like not not I'm scared of him the same way that I was scared of Obama. And you know I love Obama, like but. <laughs> <laughs> That's just really funny to say that you were scared of <laughs> the power that the power and charisma. Are you kidding but, me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> he convinced America to vote for him. Nah, that's that's. I'm scared. I'm scared, but I'm happy. But anyways, I'm like that that meme of Jay Z where he's looking around suspicious. That's me with Obama. <laughs> but um, anyways, Cory Booker. Do you know anything about? Oh yeah, yeah. I, that man, I feel like he would have been a better pick. Oh yeah, oh hell yeah! But he came out. I remember, I'll never forget that moment, that iconic moment in the debate when he comes out, and they're all like, "Yes, hello," and he's he's like, "Hola," and everyone's like, "Oh, <laughs> like change the game," because the next debate, everyone was speaking in Spanish, and like, I yeah. It oh was yeah. Crazy! It was such a pivotal moment in the culture of politics, and now he's dating Rosario Dawson, and still. Still killing it in the political game. Is this a political podcast? That was a podcast? wild card. That was a wild Definitely card. not. I don't want it to be a political <laughs> podcast. I just have a lot to say. Ugh. Anyways. We just yeah. have to mention it. We're going to go back to our regular regular scheduled programming. We are. <laughs> just have to... I think that it, the reason sometimes we go into these political rants is because it truly, we not only are we, you know, we're grown or we're trying to be grown, it we're, we live in a time where politics, you can't look away from it because, unfortunately, human rights and po- political co- like political conversations are so woven together. And I think that we both um, are aware and care mm-hmm. about our fellow man. And that's just something that you have to kind of be in tune with what's going on around you in order to properly show empathy and sympathy and um just kind of move i guess in general like Mm -hmm. the u.s postal service being closed down affects so much more than just you know martha getting her keurig from amazon tomorrow instead of you know tonight (laughs) (laughs) um it it really it affects small businesses it expect it expects uh people who aren't able to go to the grocery store because they've been quarantining for so long um, and they haven't mm-hmm. left their home like it and they need to get their medicine their groceries you know funds from family members helping them out like there's so many mail is important and there's a reason it's the oldest form of American communication or communication in general I guess I don't America did not make mail for damn sure but you get what I'm saying and it's the only way that um, prisoners can communicate like if yes. they sometimes they have to communicate through mail to their lawyers yeah like through the actual mail 
And they don't care. And to their lawyers, to their families. Yeah. Felons can't vote. So therefore, they don't give a fuck about their conversations, which is, st- it's so. Period. Oh my God. I saw that the baby had tweeted out. He's like, vote, vote, vote. And everybody's like, you ain't gonna vote. You a felon. And I was just like, <laughs> how'd you gotta call him out like that? He was trying and to then- support. No, because he was like, I don't know about y'all think I'm crazy. Or it was like, y'all crazy if you not think I'm voting for Kanye West. And not everybody was like, oh, can you even vote? <laughs> I didn't see all that. Let me let me redact my statement. Yeah, he be, he's on that kind of. No, he's short. It's okay. It's, it's yeah, fine. I don't trust him. And it's, no. We don't trust short men this year. We don't. The baby, no. Tory Lanes, they're all uh-uh. showing the true colors. Oh. Everybody's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak on Tory till he speaks inside of the story. First of all, why did you start rhyming? Second of all, <laughs> he doesn't, he does not matter. Irrelevant. Silence is loud. We only there's care. yeah, there's nothing he could say. That'd nothing. Be like, well, I mean, I guess it's okay that he shot. No. <laughs> In the words of Bryson Tiller, don't, don't. All right, you didn't have to bring Bryson Tiller up. <laughs> Are you still sore? (laughs) For those of y'all who don't know, me and Bryson Tiller have beef. It's one-sided beef because... Beef? (laughs) It's one-sided beef. It is a veggie burger, bitch. He does not know that we have beef, but... (laughs) This is a Beyond Burger. (laughs) This is not... And I'm... If you know, you know. If you don't know, please follow me on Twitter and I'll tell you. Me and you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I speaking of depressed R&B singers, because he's not making music. Just kidding. He's happy. Ooh. That's why he's not making music. I hope. Oh, I mean, yeah. And he's very rich. So he, he is. Doesn't he doesn't have to, to anymore. <laughs> he did his shit. He paid his dues. But, um, I well, I guess if he's happy, how does, how do you think celebrities do it like how do you like I know people usually come in and clean for them as an assumption as a baseline assumption if you are rich if you are well off you have people coming in your house cleaning it up keeping your space together but what about those who like don't live like that and just kind of live normal lives do you think they have clean houses I've been thinking about this a lot like do you think Hmm. because you see all these articles and like shows like Marie Kondo who's like okay if it doesn't bring you joy let it go and like clean 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 like there's such an emphasis on clean space and creative space and I think there's something to that I believe in you know don't don't make a mess where you're gonna be a lot I guess or something but Mm -hmm. also as somebody who's created off and on or no just created my whole life some sort of thing I have a really messy space and I, I think there's there's definitely a correlation between mental health and that as well but I don't know. I just wonder, like, what's Mariah Carey's living room look like if, like, her cleaning man or lady doesn't come in, you know? <laughs> I'm sure it's still, like, spotless. I know for me, like, my creative sp- process, I'm able, I'm okay with being messy during the creation process. But, like, if I'm about to start something new, like, I have to clean up and then start it or like if I've been painting all night and I'm gonna go to bed and I know I'm gonna wake up the next morning and paint again like I have to clean up before I go to bed so that when I wake up I'm in like a normal space because if I wake up and I'm like oh my god this space is messy then I'm like I don't even feel like cleaning it I'm gonna just Mm -hmm. go lay down (laughs) and then I won't yeah and it's very I think it is a very good reflection of like your mental state too I 
took a minute to call you because I had to clean my room before I called you. Because I, I got back from my trip yesterday and I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't unpack, I didn't start laundry, I didn't do anything. I was really uncomfortable for the last like 24 hours. I had a I've had a huge migraine all day, but I as soon as I cleaned, I felt better. Which is like I don't know like what that's about, but like I I was like okay my space is together, got my incense burning, got my candles together, and then I was you like you got oh, the vibe. That's I what did. it was. The I vibe was set. But like it's crazy because I really do think there's something to chaos and control and creativity, and I'm not really sure what the line that connects those three C's is. Mm-hmm. But there definitely has to be a correlation because I've met some of the messiest people in my life are the most creative powerful beings that I've ever been around and then I've met some of the most cleanest people in my life who like I mean like just to a T together like uncomfortably together and their life is a mess but their business life isn't does that make any sense Mm, wow yeah yeah (laughs) I very much agree (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. I want to know what that is. I would love to have a psychologist on one day and just annoyingly pick their brain for a long time. Some free therapy, if you will. Um, we should find one. If anybody knows one, love yeah. to come on the podcast. If you guys even know a, a psych grad, let's let them put that 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 thing to use. Let's let's put that degree into motion because I'm okay. I'm, I'd love to hear about it. If you're like yeah. getting your master's, even I don't know. Come on, just let us know. Yeah, education connection. <laughs> I almost did the whole song. Have you been uh, drinking? No, this is just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in a good mood, bro. Like I, I'm excited okay, that we're too. I thought this again. was like, yeah, you sound like you know, you've been sipping a little wine or something. <laughs> No. And a good, not in a bad way, in like a good way. Just like, like a little loose. No, I'm laying, I'm laying in bed as well. I've got my cat with me. As I said, my incense and my candles are burning. This is top tier shell time. Like this is top shelf, if you will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so <laughs> how is um? Okay, so have you been on Twitter lately? I haven't been on Twitter lately, so I wanted to know because you know we be tweeting. But like, what's your? What's um, your- so I go on Twitter to like do things for like the shop, like promote on my shop accounts, and then I kind of get off because if I stay on it too long, that's it. Like, <laughs> so okay. I'm not okay. on it as much as I used to be. Interesting. I I am not on it. I mean, I've been out of town, so I haven't really been on my phone like that. And also, like, I noticed I was getting, I was falling into one of those things of like oh gotta check my numbers like constantly and Mm -hmm. you can always tell when I'm going through it because I'll change my profile picture on Twitter six times within a day (laughs) (laughs) so it's always different when you see me um but yeah I I have not been on it as much I've been getting on TikTok more which I got away from but I kind of fell into a conspiracy theory spiritualist TikTok again so I've been losing my mind slowly. I just <clears throat> I'm not sure this is real, but that's fine. I'm fine. We're all fine in a hologram. It's okay. I hope my have you seen those video on your I saw this video come across my TikTok for you page. And it was literally just somebody who made a video and they were saying 
you are real this is real you are really living life right now everything that is happening is happening for a reason you're not hallucinating you're a real person i was like wait why am i like this is making me question <laughs> if i'm real wow who, who they set you up video? that's gaslighting right there <laughs> That's and then surprising. everybody in the comments were like, thank you, I needed this. Thank you. Thank you. I was dissociating. I needed this. And I was like, yo, what? Where do they side of TikTok am I on? <laughs> that is so funny. We don't follow each other on TikTok, do we? That's fake of us. That's fake. I don't use it like that, though. So maybe it's not fake. Don't follow me. I changed my mind. No, I was like, I want to go follow you now. I don't. I just like I sometimes I send stuff I really only send stuff to my roommates because like I I like to be incognito but I think I want to start making TikToks I think I need to be a TikToker be like it's a fun outlet I'm not gonna lie it's really fun you'll be having some fun on TikTok or don't you Tyler like I feel like you thrive out you thrive on any (laughs) social media but okay I have more I have more followers on TikTok than any of my other social media platforms you want to flex those numbers real quick Okay, sorry. <laughs> You're all good. All right, so what is with that follower count on TikTok? What what is it? Flex. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> and it, I have seventeen point two thousand on TikTok. Wow! Wow! The celebrity in here. But not really. TikTok is like a weird. Okay, it reminds me a lot of like. Tumblr. Okay. Like just the community wise, like yeah. community wise. Like, you know, there'll be people who are like super into this one specific thing and you're like, what I didn't know this was such a big deal, but it like is. It's like a whole community around it and all people do is make video. Like for example, people who um have small businesses and make like stickers. I follow this girl who makes like five hundred thousand dollars a year selling stickers. Oh, from TikTok. And she, yes, and she, well, I don't know if it's all from TikTok, but she talk, posts about her day every day. And like, literally, she's like, today I woke up, I designed some new stickers, I ordered some stickers, and I put them up on the shop, and they all slowed out. Thanks, you guys, for supporting me. And that's literally every single day. And like, one day she was like, oh, I'm on my way to buy a Tesla with my sticker money. Ooh. And I'm like, what the fuck? How are you making this much money? selling stickers and like it's like such random stuff that's such but a it's really thing i don't know it's cool i like tiktok because it's like a um i feel like it's like a big talent show like yes literally uh, give me that talent i love that I love like that. you have the people who are like the dancers like what it's known for like mm-hmm. I hate when like you see the same dance over and over again, but then you'll yeah. see somebody who's like super killing it, or they do it in like a fun location, and so they get a whole bunch of attention for that. Mm-hmm. Then you got the people who are kind of like comedians or make little jokes, and then you have the people who just do the transitions, and that's cool. That be that I cannot imagine how much time people spend on that, but it looks really cool, and they get a lot of clout for it. So I can't. I don't really. S- subscribe to the whole like uh you know the hype house teen the teenagers i don't really know what they be doing over there Mm -hmm. i know that's a that's on the app but i'm not on that side no i uh i i know everything you just said exists on tiktok but the only tiktoks that come up for me are like the witchy are we real um if you're saying this is remix for you your lovers and i'm like (laughs) 
sometimes I'll be like, I'll have like this. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just because I, I know it's stressful. Like that would be really stressful every attacked. time you get on there. I feel attacked, Kyla. I get on and it's like, hey, we know you're we know you're clinically depressed because this came up for you. And, and if you're seeing this, you know, get your shit together. And I'm like, all right, I could have I could have read my own cards. You know, I could have just looked in the mirror. You didn't have to yell at me. I came here for a good time and you're on my ass like TikTok. Trump's Trump's coming for you. Don't come for me. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I I really do love it though, and I said all this. I'm talking all this shit, but I kind of again, I want to be a TikToker because you know what? They have a way of making money, and I feel like it'd be interesting to have a TikTok career that fed you in other ways. Because I found this kid earlier who literally all he does is he dresses up as a character from this show that I watch called The Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. And he makes five grand a month for just doing random videos, pretending to be this character that he happens to look expe- extremely like the uh, actor of. And like, this actor. But who, who pays him? Because TikTok doesn't kids. pay. He has his. Yes. Oh, so, what so he's he does, doing like the live thing. He'll do he's the live money. where he gets okay. like, little gifts and stuff. But like, then he also has a link to um, his Twitter, which has a link to his Venmo. And he's like, if you want to, like, help me out and, like, just give me donations. Like, he gets, like, it's fucking insane. He He's 19. I, like, stalked him thoroughly today because I was, like, amazed. He was like, thanks for buying this new outfit. He had a whole costume. So his okay. fans paid for him to get a whole costume. It's so like it's, a, like, it's, it's like, it's like, like only fans. Yeah, it's like only fans for, like. Cosplayers. Yes. But, it, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got you. But it was it was so it, it blew my mind because he like he's also like he and his boyfriend like bought a new place because he was able to put a down payment down with the donations. Like he like it's so it was so incredible to me because I was just like, wow, kids are really gonna make money like this through a mm-hmm. fucking pandemic. Like that's how they're gonna that's how they're gonna eat. And I'm like, how? I don't know. Um, That's why it's so hard to convince, like, when those kids go from being, like, a normal everyday person to having, like, a million followers and they're like, oh, I'm going to move to L.A. and I'm going to not go to college. Like, I always listen to, like, how they justify not, like, um... I watched some video on some TikToker I don't even know her name but I think she was supposed to go to like LSU or she was in school at LSU and then she ended up dropping out to be a TikToker and all she does is like does a little dances friends with like the Kardashians and she's getting she has like starting her own makeup line and she's got like all this stuff going on and literally all she did on TikTok is dance to other people's dances that's all it's so wild and I was like, what? And I I don't know. I, even if my kid did, did do something like that, I still feel like I would be like, but you still got to finish. You still got to get a degree, though. Like, even. Right. <laughs> like. The pandemic is making me panic because I, I mean, like, you know, I've been back and forth with school. I mean, I fought so hard to get back into school after I moved back to Virginia that it feels insulting to my younger self to not continue furthering my education. However, I can't do online and I'm not risking my life to sit next to a a Trump-supporting Jared who doesn't wear a mask unless he's being forced to and he doesn't cover his nose. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's a really hard time to be furthering your education on top of an economy that has not been very, um, helpful to people 
with bachelor's degrees does that make like you like mm-hmm. it's it's but i do see i do see the victory and getting that degree i see the payoff i see how people i mean um our one and only other guest madison um she has done phenomenal things with the power of her degree she like works for the university that she got her degree from and she's kind of kind of made a position for her i believe i could be wrong Mm -hmm. fact check myself on that one later but it definitely serves you to have a degree however i think that there is a way to pave not the way that like these people are doing i think that all these kids who are not going to go to college they're not thinking about investing unless they have decent parents who are like hey set some of that aside and like think about it for a second I, mm-hmm. I don't think enough of them are doing that granted I don't know their individual lives but I think that moving forward there will be work I think our country might go back to oh you don't necessarily have to have a degree to do this like the girl that we were talking about earlier who I won't name or go into de- too much detail about but that is now a social media marketer and she's never had a degree in that but she's thriving and mm-hmm. filling it I think that's that's incredible stories like that are phenomenal but it takes a lot of like dedication and self-discipline I think because that's what education is sorry I just went on a whole rant my bad oh no I like it because like I'm going back and forth about um getting going back to school and getting either another bachelor's to get a graphic design degree or deciding to get my master's and I guess I could get a master's in graphic design but if I was to go through the whole master's program I'd probably end up getting a BFA um in studio painting or something like I'm trying to decide if that's worth it as a creative or should I just kind of try to learn it on my own and learn as I go and try to use my own experience especially with something like graphic design even if you have like a degree from a really nice art school at the end of the day people are looking at your portfolio and if the person that never went to school stuff looks better than yours they're getting the job like it's not really about where you went to school yeah that's nice that you have this experience and you have that degree but like I'm I'm looking for the person that can do exactly what I want like or that can do the style that I want or who's matches my brand or whatever so that's a little so that getting into that field is like different especially because I want mainly want to learn those skills for like myself um and like to help my own businesses rather than like helping other people like making logos and stuff like that I'm not really I mean I do that sometimes but I'm not really trying to do that for forever right so (laughs) I just go back and forth justifying it and I feel like all of these new like even to code like you don't even need like to become like a um, computer science engineer or whatever you don't even need a degree you can go to like these coding camps because I, I fall into these like youtube holes where i just start watching random people's videos and i watched this one of this girl who said she got a degree in finance and she's now a software engineer and they were like how in the hell did you go from being an accountant basically to being a software engineer this seems like two totally different like field and she was saying like yeah all I did is I I was working as an accountant and I quit my job one day because I didn't like it and I took this coding boot camp that lasted like three months and then she got a job as a computer software engineer and she makes like 10 times more than she did as an accountant and I was like what like that is not a job that I would think that you can just do without a degree right that so I feel like all of these new like these new age especially have something to do with like technology or creativity people are going to be able to do it 
without going to school we are i i used to work with this woman whose husband was like ex, not husband her boyfriend was ex-military and he did coding and he was teaching his daughter how to code and i'm pretty sure that he was wanting to like open up a foundation online not locally because of covid but like just online in general to um help young girls code the amount of young girls who you know women in the future of engineering things that i've seen like you know like i'm talking about like we have so many camps now available geared towards Mm -hmm. putting women behind the screen and it's so cool because like yeah there are camps like that and like it's not really talked about i feel like you have to be someone who does do stuff like fall into youtube holes and like spends a lot of time in um you know women women pandered i guess i can't think of any other word after the biden conversation but uh (laughs) things that are geared towards women young women who are trying to make a way for themselves i think there there are a lot of like those like weirdly niche almost uh camps that you get a lot of advertising Mm -hmm. advertisements for and i've always wondered like who goes to these things and like are they successful so it's really cool to hear stories like where this woman just kind of completely changed her whole career like and is it's paying off and like i don't know i i I just i'm so interested to see how american education is going to be moving forward because it's such a cash cow much like our prison system unfortunately oh my gosh yeah so similar if you look at the business models for them too it's just like like you're paying 10 grand for a four by four room shared with a stranger are you kidding me? And that's not even <laughs> counting your classes and like, you know, the books and all that. Like it's it's such a low return. And then you think about all the like the loans and like all the interest rate on said loans, like I don't know. Is it worth <sighs> Yeah, it really sucked. Like I have of course I have student loans right now. And mm-hmm. I only took out loans for my last year of school. Um and I have so I still have so much to pay back. And it's so like predatory, especially when you like if you've ever had to call to like get your loan deferred or because I my loans are private, they're not um public like loans. So I have to go through like Sally Mae. Right. And it's like when everything was going on and they uh, and I was trying to figure out like you know, I don't have a job. Like, I literally cannot pay this debt along with everybody else in the world. Like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I What am I supposed to do? I remember talking to the people at Sally Mae and they were like, oh, well, we can defer it for three months. And after the three months, you can start paying it again. And I was like, what if I don't have a job in three months? Like, it's not like it's a little payment. It's like, I think my payment's like 300 and something dollars a month. Like, that's it's just so much money and that's not even and that's just to that's my minimum payment you know that's just to keep the interest like normal that doesn't make a dent in my debt at all so it's so it's so hard like thinking about it I'm trying not to think about it that much but it's just like they don't need that money who you know they don't and like it's already spent now it's already gone it's gone (laughs) blink there it is like the whole like oh our our country's in a crisis like there's no money i'm like money isn't it's not it's not real it like rules everything but it's genuinely truly like our nation is in debt and people need money to survive the whole like landlord argument 
it's it's no different than what you're talking about now it's like okay i'm gonna give you this money and you're gonna like defer it for me but like you know as well as i know that that money isn't guaranteed in the three months because we are in a pandemic everyone is suffering you know what i know why is it like why is it not translating why why are private loans private student loans not getting the same treatment either as student government i actually let me stop talking about loans because i don't pay attention to mine because i'm one of those people (laughs) (laughs) i just they're probably trying to call you right now i'm saying no thank you (laughs) yeah it'll it'll definitely uh catch up with me and i'm gonna cry about it when that happens but right now i'm gonna pretend that i'm okay i have other things to worry about like rent i have i have current obstacles to think i actually did defer them but i think my deferment's almost running out like i think that like that i have a special situation in which i got like a year free of Mm -hmm. doing things because i'm a dependent student like i don't i'm finding i don't have anyone else's stuff on my fafsa i'm completely financially independent and it sucks um but uh (laughs) so like i i got a year off from doing all that stuff but i haven't paid attention to it otherwise because i'm honestly one of those anxiety people who if i look at it you're not you'll freak out i'm gonna freak out which means i probably should look at the iceberg but uh, titanic was a beautiful story it really (laughs) was just kidding it actually wasn't that great but uh at all but it wasn't you know it's fine um, my cat just jumped up here, so if you guys hear any audio that's weird, his name is Oscar, and I'm sorry. I can't control him. And he's very bossy. He's like, so your cat is so... Like, I've never met a cat that's that, like, commands the room. Like He does. <laughs> he's so alpha-aggressive, and I'm like, why did you pick me? Like, I'm not... <laughs> I'm just such a... I'm, I'm just bullying, and he's just... I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Do you so you think you're gonna get a cat? No, yes. What is where's your stance? Um, I mean, it was cute while I was there, I but you. I still want a dog. I hate <laughs> you so much. It was cute. It was a moment. It, it was, was a little a- moment that I was like, oh, like I mean, I could chill with a cat. Like me and cats got along. Like you know, right? But uh, my cat is like a dog, though. I think that's probably why y'all like. Yeah. Well, I did like the whole like um kind of having to earn their affection because i was there for what like three four days Mm -hmm. and it wasn't really until the last day that they like warmed up to me so yeah see i (laughs) like when i was about to leave i didn't notice because i'm so used to i'm so used to the love that i receive i didn't realize you were in the cold that's crazy (laughs) but it was it was like i respect it like they'd see me and they'd be like they'd like see me and i'd be like i see them Mm -hmm. and be like all right i had some i (laughs) they'd be like all right peace I had some family friends visit in June, and they like they immediately latched onto them. Like it was, it was insane. There was no earning it moment, and I was kind of terrified. I was like, "What kind of power are y'all wielding?" Um, and what does that mean about me? Maybe I was giving, I was giving <laughs> the vibe like maybe they knew you weren't a cat person because these people have like, like oh, four. She don't like cats. These people have four <laughs> cats, so like you're. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't take it personal. It's and it is not you. It's them. <laughs> um, I don't. What are you gonna manifest? I'm sorry to topic jump, but I just my cat just made me think about my future because I'm like, wow, I really gotta feed both of us for a while, huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think when I look at him now. I'm turning into a depressed single mom. But um, Aww. 
I love him. What are you, I don't, where are you trying to manifest? Like, what are you trying to achieve over the next, I want to say six months. This is as far out as I can force myself. Let, nah, let me do, let me bring it back. Three months. Um, I'm trying to manifest. Hmm, I'm trying to think how to word this the right way. I'm trying to manifest, um, like, in, independence. Be gentle with um, yourself here. Yeah, I'm trying to manifest independence, like, financially and, like, because, like, and trying to figure out, like, a schedule that works for me work-wise and making enough money so that I can move out in the next year or so without having to ask my parents for things. Because if people don't know, I currently live with my parents in New Orleans and this was really only meant to be a temporary thing, like maybe like six, seven, eight months at most. But, uh, you know, everything that's going on that obviously has been extended. Right. So Understandably so. Yeah, so I'm really trying to, um, you know, figure out a way to be independent um, pretty much fully financially if that makes sense <laughs> i yeah i think those are those are all really good foundational skill um goals to have for yourself it's, it's yeah they're all like tangible things too i think and i was pretty i was really good with my money in school mm-hmm. um like i had a two at one point i had two jobs when i was in school um i paid for my own rent i you know i had to take out student loans of course but you know my parents really helped me out like sporadically financially through college especially at the end so like now that i'm kind of like back with them and i don't have to pay rent and like all i really pay for is the gas in my car and like i'm gonna pay my car insurance now but it's like (laughs) i feel like i feel like i'm 16 again in high school (laughs) like (laughs) That's, like, ha <laughs> I love that shit. I, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for you because I feel like I, that means you're safe. And that's like, that's all I could ever want for people right now. Like to have that safety. That's true. I never thought, of, I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. That's really like, yeah. Cause I feel like that's why I'm kind of like regressing a little bit, but I'm not trying to, I'm not saying that I'm like a bad way. I feel like it's like, since so much is changing. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm trying to find ways to feel like comforted and normal. So I'm just going back to being like, you know, carefree, a high schooler. (laughs) It's like like, there's like that thing of um, it's kind of becoming a trend. And I don't know how I feel about it, but the inner child and like what you need um, to kind of thrive. And I think you are somebody who's so hard on yourself and as such a, a tunnel vision on the word success that I don't think you take into consideration of like you in order to succeed you also need to be able to be like comfortable and I think because you I've always known you to be such a rigorous worker and such like a true hustler in the sense of like you're gonna do what you gotta do to get what you need to get done and then some that I think it's really good that you're in a safe environment you're in a place where you can unwind and I don't know I don't want you to don't don't feel guilty for getting yours <laughs> and like you're you're truly thriving the most you have in your career right now and you're doing it in a very loving and good environment so I'm yeah thank I, you you're welcome be happy well like yourself. I had to I had this thought the other day because I was looking at my college graduation pictures oh, and gosh. I remember like being like 
oh, back then I was like, oh, I can't wait to get a big girl job. Like, everybody wants to tweet about mm, starting my big girl job tomorrow. Like, Ugh. and that, like, because I got an email from like Indeed because I have like the job alerts on, and like one of the alerts came in for a job that I was searching for, and I was like, <laughs> I don't have to apply for that now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was worried about like finding a big girl job. Like after school, the whole time, this is the big girl job. Like yeah. <laughs> working for myself is the big girl job. That's so. such a feat. like you have to figure out your own schedule. Like you said, like that is so hard in today's society where everything is a distraction. And when you have to hustle in the digital age, which is also a distraction, like, yeah, give yourself some massive kudos for like what you're doing and where you're at. Thanks, sis. You're welcome, homie. <laughs> I feel like this is just your support staff. I'm I'm cool with that. Hello. Sometimes I, I need it. We all do, friend. Hug your strong friends out there, y'all. <laughs> so give us an update on your um, 100-day project. What day are you are now? What have you learned so far? Would you recommend other people do this type of thing? Well, give us the tea. It was supposed to be 365 days. And I definitely mm. stopped on day 23. I hit um, a very big, a very big internal blockage. And I was like, I can't do this right now. So I actually planned when we post our first episode coming back from our mental health break for GGR, I plan to kind of start over on my challenge tomorrow. Um, I do recommend doing it. I don't recommend doing it the way that I was doing it. I I was writing things 10 minutes before and I was <laughs> writing off, no, no cap, I was writing off on the high though because I was writing them in 10 minutes before I posted them, but I was putting together whole concepts and like an entire I was just really I was flexing on myself I can't lie I was really proud of what I was putting out and the poems I was putting out and the fact that I would just be like okay I need an idea and then I would come up with it and then I would come up with the pictures that I wanted and like I don't know it was towards the end of my 20 something days that I was like oh I really like themes and this is something I want to do I don't know it was churning out to be a very good thing and I that's why I'm mm -hmm. going to restart it and that's why I want to do it because it was it did make me feel like I was I could tell a difference from day one to the last day in itself um and I had more ideas and I was excited about it but mental health uh I'm not good at fighting that anymore I've realized um in my big old age I am it's getting harder for me to be like all right you got it I I'm so much better at doing that for other people than I am myself and I shoot myself in the foot because I hate it when people are encouraging to me mm -hmm. I I feel patronized so my advice to anyone who writes and listens is um I don't I don't know just just you know reach reach out if you feel like you have people you can reach out to and if you feel like you don't then write about it and dissect that and reflect on that because that's really all you can do if you're going to be stubborn like me so <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a good project to do. So did you go into it with like a certain goal in mind? Like, like other than, of course, writing every day, but were you like trying to achieve a specific thing or was it just like, I'm just going to try to write every day? Um, it was a little, I, I, well, first of all, I really just wanted to see if I could, how long I could go. And then I was also trying to give myself a form of routine in addition to proving to myself 
that my words matter because for a long time I felt like oh like I'm just a writer like whatever but it's like words really are important and they are impactful I do realize that I think I get discouraged because I'm not a visual artist um Mm -hmm. like it's so easy for you to be able to make a profit off of your work because it's like everyone wants to buy like a print for their place everyone wants to buy a sticker or like a a shirt or a mask I can't people don't read more than 260 characters anymore and if they do they need it to be attached to something grand and it just puts a lot of pressure I think on me and I if I ended the days that I would sit back and think and plan my poems and plan the pictures and stuff I would feel they would a they would get less numbers I've noticed which I know I shouldn't pay attention to numbers but I do um and then B, it just felt like it was too thought through. And it, I would get in my own head about how little I felt like people were paying attention to that. And it's like, I don't, I personally don't know how to make a profit off of my words when people aren't reading books anymore. Like I'm one of the few people I know who has a book in my backpack at all times, like ready to read. Mm-hmm. And it's a collection of Maya Angelou's poetry. So Dr. Maya Angelou's poetry. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I guess that's kind of where I'm at to be candid with my journey of creativity. I guess I never thought about that, like how to make money off of writing. Cause I have this like theory that now, I mean, it's easier, like you can make money doing literally anything now. Like there's anything that you love, you can find a way to monetize it in this mm-hmm. day and age. So like when it comes to writers, I'm trying to think of people that I follow that are writers. They're normally like, if they do post a poem, it might be like a line or two. Like I think yeah. of oh, what's her name, the artist. Um, she's a she's a poet, Ru- Rupi Kapoor. She writes like I is that how you say her about. name. I think okay. it's a man. No, really? Is it? Oh. I don't know. No, I'm thinking of the R N. Ah, oh my god, I can't think of who. No, you're right. It's not a man. But I'm thinking about it. Uh, there's a poet who has a Rupi Kaur. Rupi yeah she's a woman yeah but, but you know her... what I'm talking about that's a man and everybody thought it was a woman for a long time Thanks. no so. he wrote the book planting flowers in dead graves or something anyways oh matter. yes yes I do know who you're talking about okay but who are yes yeah, sorry to interrupt you Ruby, no, you're fine. Core. yeah and she like her poems are like four or five lines and she'll make like a little cute little doodle on the side or whatever and I remember like seeing her stuff all over um all over like Tumblr and Instagram at the time and uh, that book she wrote what was the name Milk and Honey yeah it's like a poetry yeah that Mm -hmm. was the first time that I bought like poetry in a book was her book and I I guess I never thought about how that's like not I guess not normal but it's not really like every poet does not experience stuff like that like they being able to like actually write a book and put your stuff out there like I feel like it's it's since Instagram is so visual like you have to do a little bit more to get people to actually like look at it and enjoy it but the people that do really enjoy it really connect with it and that's why I think of always as a writer been more into twitter just because i like to run my mouth but i also like i love the um the ancient excuse me the art of putting your words in a particular way 
and having it deliver and present in a way that like captures someone's attention and also for me personally I'm much more of a short story person and I think Mm -hmm. that if we lived in like the 90s I would be making that my goal of writing novels and writing short stories but if I'm struggling to even get people to look at poems and to read and purchase that I I feel like I've almost and I'm really excited happy that we have this podcast because I'm having a moment right now like as as Oprah says from her jail cell aha moment um because Oprah is in prison uh I what (laughs) (laughs) when did Oprah go to prison (laughs) it happened at the beginning of COVID we'll talk about it another time okay 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 (laughs) but uh no, that like, really I'm caught like... me off guard. <laughs> I know that was, that was a big laugh. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I just because, like, I was like, "What? When did she?" Anyway, please continue. <laughs> Basically, I realized I. <laughs> this is so sad to be laughing while I'm saying this. I realize I. I think I've given up on my dream of like being a true storyteller because I think I can settle for poems, which are just these excerpts of moments, rather than stories that tell you a true, a true narrative of something. I think poems are quick flashbacks, and stories are true memories. And I just think that I sound so damn dainty right now, but like it's just I, I don't know. It's just really hard to monetize your soul like that because art is your soul it's a visual representation of your soul but if i'm it's like when you send a boy or a girl a long-ass text and they send you back two lines that's the equivalent i'm sending the world okay books i'm sending you such long texts they turn into notes and y'all are just giving me like thumbs up you know Mm. like it just feels like a not fair trade-off i feel not I, i feel dirty (laughs) it's so okay when i hear what you're when i hear what you're saying as you know as a creative marketing person Mm -hmm. it sounds to me that you have not found your audience because i feel like you say this to me often (laughs) yes because we have because i told you like even with gallery girl like i tell you the numbers that do matter and the numbers that don't like likes i don't really care about followers are cool because, but that number, I mean, it's going to be low for a while until we figure out like where, where we are in the space. Mm-hmm. What matters is the people that are sharing your stuff and the people that are commenting on your stuff. Because those are things that you have to go out of your way to do. Mm-hmm. And even if you got one share on this, but you got zero shares on the other one, that's a huge deal. So... I feel, and you got to think like the people that are following now, that are following you now, mostly would be people that know you in real life, that are friends with you, that maybe some com- like creative people that have interacted with you. Um, how many people are following you are people that have genu- like organically found you from just off of your poetry. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like there are people who know you right who know you make music, who know you do podcasts, but they did not follow you because because of those things. Right. You know what I'm saying? There might be a few. Um, and I'm saying that from experience because my personal Instagram, Tyler the Creative, like that's my Instagram that I've had forever since I was, since I started Instagram. And 
obviously I've been an artist my whole life, but it wasn't until recently that my art started getting more likes than my selfies. Because at one point I'd post a selfie and it get 500 likes and I post one of my paintings and it get a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I've, everybody's always known me as an artist, it wasn't until I found, like, people that started following me because they like my art that my art started getting recognition, too. Does that make sense? Am I rambling? No, 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 no. You're, <laughs> okay. making, you're making a lot of sense. I think it's also, like, a, it's... it's. That's why I always tell you not to look at likes because they don't really matter. Like, people who scroll scroll by things like it and not really take it in. It's the people that save your stuff, send it to their story, send it to your friend, comment. Those are the things that, like, matter even a little bit. <laughs> and I think I, I truly do grasp for that. But I, I guess my concern is that there isn't an audience for written word anymore. That it's just not, I don't know. That being said, I, I will say Issa Rae and um, Jordan Peele signed on to a movie today. Not today. It was just a film that they're doing with Bloomhouse Productions and then his production company too. I think Monkey Paw is involved. Um, but it's another horror film thriller and it's based off of a short story and I read it and it took me three minutes to read it. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's it's a good short story. It's going to be incredible. I'm so I'll send it to you. I'm so excited to see what it's called Sinkhole by... Um, I think her name's Leia Crow or Crew. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that short stories might be the next movie trailer for mm. writers, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, I don't know. Long story short, you're right. I need to chill out and be patient. My time will come. I just need to stick to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I talk, yeah. Honestly. We, we talked about me and Don off that ledge. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes you need a reminder because it's very, like discouraging because I remember feeling like that like when Instagram introduced that feature that you could actually see like how many people um, like save your stuff and like look at it I remember being like like and all I had to go off of was likes I remember being like okay why did 50 people like this painting but everybody likes this dumb selfie of me I'm not even that cute like my painting more than you like myself but I mean sometimes when I feel like being (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, yeah, think, so it's like, oh, that's all. I'm like attributing all my like worth to the likes, and it's really not. I need everybody to know that that's not the end all be all. I think that discouragement is a part of the creative creative process. It's just such a hard part of the creative process to eat. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you really just gotta hunker down and like be okay with that, and be okay with where you at. That that all being said, are you still doing the artist way? Is that still a part of your your day? I I fell off. Uh, you know what? Week. It's okay. But like I said, today was a good day. Even worked out today. So oh, tomorrow, what? Girl? yeah, yeah, girl, I did. So see? tomorrow, I'm just gonna pick up where I left off. I'm not gonna start all the way over. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna keep going. Don't come for me, artist way police. I'm not starting over. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Yeah. I love to do a um, like a hundred day project. I'm I'm thinking of doing something like that. You've you've inspired me. Oh yay! I'm happy. I'm I'm really excited to start doing my poem. I got. I just went on this whole long rant about how like nobody cares. Um, but I got a few. I <laughs> I got like four texts from people who were like, hey, like you gonna post those poems and I was like 
mind your see? business. See, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> then I, I have the audacity to be like, they're really on me right now, and like, they're just... like, mm, there's no audience for this. The whole time Ooh. your audience is texting you, I hate they... you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate me too. That's the problem. That's, that's the issue. Ugh, okay. Well, the we're let's let's wrap it up. Let me let me hear what you're grateful for, other than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm really <laughs> but there. I am grateful for finding um, my audience and people who genuinely care about what I create now. And I'm grateful for my family for supporting me so I'm able to spread my wings and fly. <laughs> Good. Yeah, <laughs> you're so corny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, those are beautiful things to be excited about, my little my little butterfly babe. Spread your <laughs> wings. Um, those are beautiful things. I'm grateful for um I'm grateful for supportive friends. I'm grateful to be on my spiritual journey right now. I'm really, really blessed with uh, opened eyes or opening eyes, as I should say. And um, my job. I really do enjoy my job. I like the people I work for or work with. Um, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. And I'm grateful for this journey that I'm just kind of truly starting to like invest in myself and put myself out there with my creativity uh, almost as as full time as I've ever been and I hope it just is more from here on out I love that thank you love that for me (laughs) (laughs) okay well it was lovely talking to you I will I'll talk to you soon we'll have so glad to be back yeah so so glad it's nice we should do this in bed more often this is nice this is calming. I like this. <laughs> Got some candles. All right. Anyways, bye. Be well. Stay safe, everyone. Wash your hands. You know, black lives Wear a mask. Yes. yes. Ooh, jinx. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, take care of yourselves. Love each other. Bye, y'all. Bye. Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in for Gallery Girl Radio Frequency. If you're looking for more Gallery Girl goodness and all things creative, check out our Instagram at Gallery Girl Radio for updates and original content. Until then, keep checking back for more episodes.